Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready and Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is June 20th. The time is about 3.30 p.m. Ready Newman PC has been conducting calls from past 10 years uh, every single working day. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please let our team know that you're a newcomer and then keep your camera on if you're a newcomer, please. Anil Kumar. Hello. Yes, Anil, go ahead. Yeah. Hi, hi Rahul. Um, my company has applied uh, I-140 for me and I'm in the last year mm-hmm. of my H-1B and it's going to expire in August. Uh, mm-hmm. I got query on my I-140. Um, they are mm-hmm. saying like my company name is something wrong. So let us assume mm-hmm. my company name is ABC INC. So the mm-hmm. actual name of the company is ABC of California INC and mm-hmm. USCIS has given an RFE. So it has been like almost mm-hmm. nearly two months. Is there any mm-hmm. solution for this uh, RFE? My company What's is not providing the, me. Why? So I think my so company... you, already, you already asked this question before, didn't you? No, no. This is my first okay. time. So why why is that company is not providing that information to you? What's wrong with it? Uh, I don't know. They're not. Conf- I mean, like not communicating with me properly. I'm trying to follow up with them. So, well, if the I-140 is still pending, you can still file a H-1B extension. That's one thing. Second thing is that um, I second thing I, I, second thing is that you can file a parallel labor certification to be on the safer side, because we don't know if it's going to be resolved. What's going to happen, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So you may want to file one more. Uh, labor certification. That's one thing that I can tell. Um, the other thing I remember my great grandmother telling me one thing was that if you lose the ring in the dark, okay, don't search in the light because we need to figure out what went on. You can file a freedom of information, F O I A, USCIS, okay, based, uh, and they will give you the information of what they file, what does the labor certification says. Everything will be there. I'm going to give you a link to you about it, okay? Okay. File it, you'll get it. It takes six weeks, but what can we do right now? Next person, please. I'm going to uh, give you a link go to for you. DBA? Uh, can we go for a DBA? Uh, one last question, sorry. I don't know the query. Remember what, uh, it's, where, what my grand, It's a company name grandmother. issue, right? No, no, it's what a company, company name issue. What is the name? Is it only name or is it tax ID number? Uh, just name. As far as I know, it's just name. How do we know? Well, you don't know the things. I can't speak with a person who don't know. 
Sorry about that. Next person, please. Deeraj. Hi. Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, this is my first call joining you and thanks for enlightening our community. And I'll go with my question. Um, so I landed at Dallas Port of Entry last month uh, where I presented my visa and my latest H1 approval. Uh, but the CBB officer gave my I-94 until my current H1 instead of my future dated H1 petition stating that uh, it has not yet started. When, and, and, Oh, so it's the same. It's the same company exactly yeah. that you mm-hmm. went. Well, they are supposed to give so the extension. And when is your passport visa expiring? Uh, that's good till twenty twenty six. Like it's not an issue with the passport. Um, it was no, like I said, passport visa is expiring. Oh, passport visa! I didn't go for a visa stamping because I already have it. Till Answer my question, please. I, it's still July twenty twenty two. Thank you. You can explain now, please. Whatever you okay. want to. Now you can explain <laughs> that you didn't wait for strapping. I like it. But okay. <laughs> so, so so I would that they they did wrong. Okay. So uh, I so explained this. What you need to do is that. What you need to do is that. You need to go outside the country and come back again. Okay. Um, I did. That, you can go to Mexico uh, if you want to. You did that, and then still they didn't give it to you. Uh, I went to Laredo. Uh, I crossed the bridge. No, Laredo is not working. I don't know why people are attacking Laredo. Okay. I said fly. I didn't say dry. I don't know why the whole Indian gang is just going to Laredo. They're very tired of it. Next person, please. Fly to Mexico and come back. Rahul? Yeah, hi. Um, thank you for taking my me on the line. Um, so my, I'm Rahul and I'm, I have a, I'm a first timer. Um, so my question is related to my mom who was um, trying to come to the US uh, from the Mumbai um, airport, but she wasn't given the boarding pass, uh, even though she has a valid visa um, till 2026 and her even passport is uh, valid till 2023. And um, she has been to, already been to the US twice. Um, and this, uh, the last time she had a extension of stay, which eventually got approved after she had uh, reached <clears throat> back to India. So that's one thing we are thinking maybe that could be the reason. But right now, since they didn't give her any reason why she couldn't get a boarding pass, now we are stuck as to what should our next step be. Uh, we have done the DHS wait. trip thing and tried to... Wait, Sorry, wait, wait. She did two trips. How long did she stay in the first trip? Um, it was uh, just a few, a couple of months. How many months? And the second couple is two. Well, couple is two. Yeah. How many months? Yeah, just two months the first time. And then uh, the second time it was uh, eight months or seven and a half months. Um, but before she had um, the six month period that was on her I-94 was completed uh, one and a half months before that we had filed for extension of stay. Um, but then the processing time for that was six to 12 months. But uh, our extension we had done was only for three months because she just needed uh, a few more days. And within one and a half month of it, uh, since our, her work was done, she left. Don't babble. You said the extension was approved. Now you're telling the extension is not approved. Is that right? 
No, so the extension was approved after she left the U.S. Okay, so we got an approval letter for it. Uh, what about the biometrics? She's supposed to go for biometrics. She got the biometrics done in the proper timing? She ne we never got the uh, biometrics or any mail or email for any of that. So when we followed up, uh, we did not okay. get any details on that. You, you're not stopping. Just answer my question, please. And normally, I don't see a people's B2 extension getting approved without biometrics. Why is it your mother has got approved though? Do you have the B2 extension approved? Yes. But we okay, that's... never got... Never got what? We never got uh, any letter about biometrics. Yeah, something is suspicious about the approval though. That's the reason I see a problem. She has to approach the consulate again to apply for the visa though, if she is not allowed to come into this country. So and this how long ago was it? Visa? Yeah, how long ago was the eight months trip that she had? Was... That was in 2018. Wow, that's really long. I'm surprised though. I'm surprised though. But actually biometrics were not there in 2018. Biometrics came in 2019. So that should be fine too. I'm a bit worried. I, I, I can't understand why it is. She has to approach the consulate though. Because biometrics were not there in 2018. Uh, they were in 2019. So she has to approach the consulate to check it. Apply for the visa and check it, okay? So this would be Next a new person. visa or just? Uh, new visa. So you'll have to go for the interview. Next person, please. Ganesh. Thanks for talk today. Um, I'm currently on uh, EB3. Uh, I was originally on EB2 and ported uh, my EB2 uh, to EB3. Now. And uh, my company filed an amended return, so my EB2 is now more. Um, mm. Why did they file the amendment? The lawyer didn't know the company name changed. They they predicted that uh, the new filing was probably going to be rejected, so. They did not um, listen to what the I meant. lawyer doesn't know how to file. Okay, go ahead. Uh, now they are planning to do a new um, filing for EB2 again because my uh, dates are current, final action dates are current. Okay. Uh, but I have a couple of offers uh, for a new employment. If I You'll file for it, you have a, you you have you have, you will be stuck with EB3. Oh, okay. So if I move to EB2 with the 485J new, uh, then I cannot move for six. Months. Is that right? You're, you're right. You'll be taking a huge risk and getting stuck in EB3. So if you want to do that, you have to take with the risk that you'll be stuck with EB3. Next person, please. Ira? Hey, good afternoon. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, I work for Employer A and I have an approved 140 in EB2 from Employer A. And later I joined Employer B and he filed an EB3-140, and I got it approved as well. And when the gates opened, I applied for GC-485 in EB3. And I got my green cards last week, but the category says EB2. So, but we applied for 485 through EB3 channel, um, but I got my GC on EB2. I'm not sure it is just because my priority date on EB2 matched, and I already have an approved EB2, it got approved. 
or is just a clerical error does so the green card do say e26 or e27 e26 on mine e27 on my wife's can i tell you to do one suggestion to do mm-hmm. shut your mouth out and don't do anything <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's answer i expected from you thank you <laughs> okay um no there's a basis for it initially we were a little bit worried about this and we inquired the details with the uscis and the uscis came back to us saying that they have an authority to go back and check whether you have an i140 approval and an eb2 they have an authority to approve it okay so we took couple of thousand dollars to tell this answers to somebody else so now okay wish you best of luck next person please Malesh. Um, hi Rahul, thank you for taking my call. My question is like, uh, I got a you know full term offer back in Jan 2022, and I my H1 got approved in Feb 2022. However, mm-hmm. uh, you know my joining date was uh, keep on changing due to uh, some issues at the new company, and now eventually mm-hmm. all agreed to start with new start date as June 6th. But are But, you uh, working with the old company until now? yes i am oh okay yeah and uh, so due to some uh, you know personal reasons i did not uh, join the new company on june 6th and i have emailed them uh, not joining the company and i'm continuing my current company with that said the question is on 14th of june my bank account got credited with uh, you know a paycheck from um, the new company so will that have any impact on my current h1 which no, is holding the consent home no you did not work for the company there is some misguided thing the check has been credited check with the hr people and they may correct that one because you didn't started working yet is right that's right yeah yeah some have somewhere the check has been credited go back to the hr people and tell that i didn't started working my check and they will take the money back Okay, cool. Another uh, question, Rahul. I'm just curious because uh, I'm continuing with my current uh, uh, consulting company itself, and by any chance, if I go to India, I have to get my stamping done. And my new company, uh, B H1, is approved, but I did not join. So on that basis, you know, will my case seems to be fishy, or I'll be getting it to yeah, it will be or... fishy. If it will be fishy, wait for two and get the pay stubs and go for stamping. Okay. Uh, Uh, uh with the current consulting company right no either either you go with the right now you have not joined this new companies right when are you joining this new company i'm not not joining uh, june 6 was my date but i did not join i emailed them that i'm not joining okay so you're going to continue working with the current company consulting company that's correct now oh, yeah you can go in stamping with the current company you're not fishy only if you join the new company that will be more fishy okay okay so no no issues for the 221 gen stuff like that okay no no issues all right thank you ram Next, thank you so much i mean in general not just for this purposes though you got a h1b with company b you never joined company b that's not an issue you got a paycheck without your authorization that's not an issue okay next person please yeah Priya can you please unmute Hi uh can you hear me now Mhm 
Hi, uh, thank you for this opportunity. So uh, I'm in the US with uh, H-1B visa and I do not have I-140 yet. And uh, this July I'm getting married and my fiance does not have any kind of US visa. He works in the UK. Uh, mm -hmm. So this year we had applied for his H-1B through a consultancy. It got picked and we decided to go ahead with this petition filing. So it it is just filed now. Uh, but after we get married, is it okay if I file his H-4 immediately? Will it have any issues with the, the H-1B, the fresh H-1B that is like started the process now? Absolutely will not have any problem at all. Um, he is saying that Coca-Cola is my company and Priya is my wife is not a problem at all. There are some visas. Mm -hmm. If they find out that he filed the H-1B, they will deny it. Um, those are B1, F1. There are a lot of other visas though. When it comes to the H4, mm -hmm. it's a dual intent visa. He can have an intention mm -hmm. to work. He can intention to permanently stay on H4 with the legal permits of this. Okay? It will not cause any problem. So because I would ideally I advise, <laughs> I would ideally advise people to come here on H4, change the status here, rather than actually apply the H1 there. Okay, so uh, two things here. Uh, his company, when we asked, they said uh, it is not a good idea to ha start with both the process, H4 and H1B. And second thing is he is not really willing to like come here right away with his H4. He just wants to apply and keep it. Maybe by next year, uh, depending on the H1 status, he would decide whether to go with H1 or H4. I, that's up to your personal decision. One thing is that I'm an immigration lawyer. They are the IT companies. Mm -hmm. So their role is different though. My advice is let him bring on H4. Same company can file mm -hmm. a change of status here from H4 to H1 and starting mm -hmm. in October 1st. That would be the best thing for you. Okay, got it. Thank you so much. Next question, please. Anish. And apply your I-140, ma'am. Hey. Go ahead. Hi. Um, uh, thank you, Rahul, for this uh, wonderful event. I have a couple of questions. So one, uh, my, I have uh, concurrently filed I-140, uh, I-485, and, uh, you know, the I-31, uh, AP. I know, and, the, and, uh, you know, I know the story. I know the story. Believe me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, in, in June 2021, and I got my I-140 approval in April, in this recently, April 2022. And I recently, in John June's 13th, uh, sorry, June 13th, I got a uh, notification that your application, 485 application has been transferred to National Service Center. Just wanted to check, you know, is this a positive news? And, you know, I can probably What's expect some, you know. What is your priority? My, see, I, I applied on EB1 category and, you know, um, my priority uh, date even is 2020-2020. Yeah. Is your I-140 approved? Yeah, approved in April. It is definitely good news. Okay, so what, what's typically the the kind of you know uh, two four weeks, six weeks, two months? It's kind of I like can. Ah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I know it's a tough question, but the time, it, eighty percent of the time it should be approved in six months. Twenty percent of the time we can't tell. Next person, please. Okay, thank you, Chris. Yeah, hi Rahul. Uh, uh, this is Chris. So, uh, unfortunately, I misplaced my I-797A and I'm planning to go to India for some emergency. Is it safe to travel without an original hard copy? Uh, you have a stamping or you're going for stamping? 
uh, I have already, uh, uh, I have a stamping already. Like four months back, I went to India. I don't see any problem in you coming back into this country. We can come back but with I-797 copy. Oh, I have just a copy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And even, even if, if people are going for stampings also, they have not seen any problem if they are taking the copies. Okay, cool. And also, do I need to file any IA24? Uh, I, would give, I, would, I wouldn't even bother it. If you want to uh, file a, a Freedom of Information, you'll get an official copy of I-797, which your lawyer or employer might have already given to you, but you'll get an official copy of it from the USCIS. Uh, Freedom of Information, so I already give it to the other person. You, you can file it. IA24, you file it. By the time you get it, your H-1 will expire. <laughs> you can file it if you want to. You can file it. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you, Rahul. Have a nice day. Yeah. Sai? Yeah, hi, Rahul. Thanks for the opportunity. So, I got my uh, F1 to H1 converted change of status last year, and I'm planning to go to India for stamping. But as I'm not getting any slots there, I booked a slot in Nepal to get an in person interview in september mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. wanted to check what are the causes or any cons if i go to nepal for stamping did what address did you give there did you give nepal address or indian address indian address it's a little bit more stricter enforcements there and giving the approval there in nepal but otherwise if they allow the third country nationals you can go there i mean technically if they do you okay. can. I don't advise people, but if they allow, you can go. Next okay. person. Hi, Rahul. This is Divya. Um, I have a question related uh, to um, education for my nephew. He's a UK citizen and he wants to do his schooling in US for 11th and 12th. Uh, so I wanted to check on... I tried to look online, I saw F1 visa, just wanted to know if that is the correct option or does he have any other options on visa? And is he going to go he... to public school or private school now? So my second question was about that, whether he, would he be eligible to go for a public school? Public schools don't give F1 visas. They don't give F1. Uh, so mm -hmm. would they, will he be eligible with any other visa uh, to go for a public or is there any other visa option? No other visa option is there. Okay, okay. People come yeah. here and study. They are, they are doing illegally. That's allowed. You can go to public <laughs> illegally, but not legally. The only things you can go is actually the, uh, the only things you can go is the, uh, the only things you can go is the private schools. Private schools. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Rahul. Next person, please. Suresh. Hi Rahul, uh, my question is, uh, I'm on H1B and my extension is approved and valid till July of 2025. And uh, in April, I have filed H4 and H4 EAD and they are pending right now. And it's been more than two months. So at this time, can I file a new standalone H4 online? Why? Uh, because today I heard that one of my friend, he did a standalone H4 and it got approved in less than five weeks of time. So uh, is it, is, will there be any impact if I do it to my existing application? Mm. That might get confused. You have two H4 approvals 
I would no. not do that. Okay. You have two H4 pendings at the same time. That's going to confuse them, though. I would not do that. Okay, okay. this is just to take advantage of the auto extension to 540. I, 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 I definitely understood why you want to do it, though. Uh, but I don't think so you're going to achieve the purpose, though. But if I'm wrong, okay, let me know later on that you did it, okay? But I, I don't have a feedback that says that people have filed two and the second one got first approved online. I did not have that information. No, That's the reason person who, confuse. Uh -huh, I, okay. That person, I did not speak with him. I, no, no, I got it, but he did only standalone. Yeah, that's, that's different though. But you're filing, I, you're filing second time. That's second completely time. different than the first time. Okay. okay? Yeah, thanks. Next Rahul. person, please. Hello? Next person, please. Hey, Rahul. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Rahul, I have a question like, you know, that my priority date in EB2 is September 9, 2013. And uh, I requested my old employer to file my 485 and he did that. And my case was received by USAIS on June 2nd. After did that- Did you file in EB2 or EB3? EB3 was downgrade was filed like maybe like eight months back. And now okay. EB2 is current. So my old employer has filed my EB2 485 also. Mm -hmm. It was received on June 2nd. Mm -hmm. And then after, you know, he got a job for me also. So he has filed my H1B transfer also on June 8th. And I got the receipt of H1B on June 15th. So my question is, can I resign at my current employer and start working for my old employer? Yeah, you can. I mean, you have the H1B receipt notices, right? Yeah, because somebody told me, Rahul, if your final exam date is current, then you cannot apply for H1B transfer. So I was just... You can apply. That. You may only get one year instead of three years H1B extension. Okay. And Rahul, just one quick question, last one. So my employer, my old employer has applied only for my H1. And he was telling me you don't have to apply for H4 because my H1 and H4 with the current employers are valid till September 2023. So he was yeah, saying, right. don't apply for H4 because within three, four no, months- No need, no need, no need, no need to apply until September, 2023. Next person, please. Um, I have some time guys. So if you have any questions though, after uh, three, after four o'clock is over central time, you can post the questions in the messages and I'll, I'll try to answer it. Go ahead. Uh, hello, hello, sir. Uh, my priority yes, is May, 2013. EB2 stride, we got AP and EAD card, and we have an interview schedule, but not date not, not at a given. In 2019, we met an accident. It is not at our fault. In that accident, me and my daughter was there. My case was settled through insurance. Both insurances settled mutually. And because my daughter was a minor, it, her case went to the court settlement. So when I go for interview, mm -hmm. I take the court documents from my daughter. Take it. Don't any utter anything about it. If they particularly okay. ask about it, provide it. Okay, because we didn't mention anywhere in the forehead, but because during, during that time it was you don't you don't you don't need to. Okay, you don't need to. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Naveen Kumar. Yeah. 
Hi Rahul, uh, can you hear me? Yes, go ahead, Navin. Yeah, uh, good afternoon. Thank you for your time. So I have one quick question, basically. I have got my downgraded EB3 EAD uh, from October 2020. Also, uh, I have applied for EB2, which is a refiling uh, June first week, basically. And uh, I have got a job offer uh, to work for a second employer uh, while I am still maintaining my H1B status with the current employer. So I heard there is a, a chance that the H1B status gets warded if I start a second job under EB2. Three EAD, is that true? That is true. Or I can do both. Why do you? But why do? But why do you need H one B? Um, to uh, with the current employer, I'm working on H one B only. With H one B only. I know, I know. But why do you need to keep it? Uh, since after refiling, uh, can I leave my uh, EB? You know, H one B, and uh, can switch to EAD for both the jobs? Yeah, you can. You can. So while my EB2 uh, application is still you told progress. me that three times you told me that three times. Okay. So okay. Uh, so what I need to do be doing for you know uh, letting my employer know that I want to switch from H1B to you know EAD. Navin, here is some of the things what people do. They don't even let them know because it will create a doubt for them. That's up to you if you want to let them know or not. I'm not going to tell what to do here though. I'm just telling what a lot of people do. And for them, it's not a violation. It may be for the employer, but not for them. So be a little bit, use a, lose, use a little bit what's, what your employer is going to think about, okay? When you will show that, oh, take me off. It creates a doubt in his mind. Ah, this guy might be working for some other company. <laughs> so yeah. it's your choice. I'm not telling you anything. Next person, please. Lisa. Yes, sir. Uh, last year, uh, my company filed a H4 transfer, H1 and H4 transfer for me and my wife. Um, finally, after almost one year, uh, the H4 got approved and we got an approval notice. We got the courtesy I-797, which is the paper copy, but we never I'm got the uh, we never got the original one with the I-94 attached. So we called the USAIS support a couple of times and they asked us to file either I-824 or G-884. Uh, I don't know what G-844 is. Did you check with your company or with your lawyer if they received it? Uh, no, they did not. So in between, they switched law firms and stuff. So they are not responding right now because the case was started by the old firm and the new firm they don't have any like they don't talk to each other so you can send a notice to the old firm if you know the lawyer's name i you think they have retired a... and closed the firm completely close the firm yeah so no no forwarding nothing damn i was trying to think that threaten the guy with the uh, with uh, complaining to the bar you can still threaten the guy with complaining to the bar, even if you are retired. Uh, there may be some other actions the bar will take though. Send an email to that email address that if I don't get my H4 approval, I'm going to go to the bar. And if they don't, complain to the bar. Uh, you can file an I-824 application though okay, to get the sure, H4 sure. approval. Okay. Thank you. And I'm going to go to the questions that I'm getting uh, posted here. And only if you post to everyone, I will try to answer, guys. 
and I'm going to send you the test thing. You need to respond to everybody, not to only me, because the one you're seeing me will not respond. Uh, Rahula, do you think EB3 will catch up with EB2 in October 2022? It's very wild estimate. Uh, Rahul, it's very wild estimate. Based on some of the things, I don't think so. I'm working on GCAD card, which is under EB3. I'm eligible to final action under EB2. Can I do interfile? Absolutely, Gautam. You can interfile from EB3 to EB2, even if you have used the EAD. That marriage to EB3, what we told before, was only if you want to refile the application. For interfile, you are perfectly fine. Please ask only question once, guys. My 485 approved few days back, but dependent case still still in Texas. Is there anything we can do? Hey, damn, Srikant, sorry about it. But there is not much you can do about it. If I choose a second job, and will my status change to H? It is changed to EAD. I don't know why you guys are in love with the H1B, guys. I, I don't understand it. We have PERM approved from November 2021. Is it still valid? to apply, no, that's more than six months that it's been, I mean, depending on it, is it if it's more than 180 days, it's not valid. But if the labor certification was ever been filed, it will become valid. Uh, uh, this is for Nagarjan Balaji. Um, I don't know where they come up with the six months rule. Uh, you know, one thing is, uh, as, a, as a lawyer of the company though, I would like you to stick forever with my company. But as a general lawyer, independent guy, there is no rule that says that you have to stick with them for six months. You can leave. In fact, let me tell you one thing, Balaji, you can even move after 180 days, you can move before you even get the green card. Now check with the same lawyers. Can you move to a different company before you get the green card? I say, yeah, if you can move before, why can't you move afterwards? Uh, Rajiv, I've refiled EB2 application at NBC approved I-140. Also have EB3 I-485 pending in Nebraska. Does this file need to transfer to NBC before they can adjudicate I-485 EAD? You are right. Now, unless they already started working on the case, they have to uh, they have to move it to NBC. I am currently an F1 visa. And my classes started from July 1st, 2022. My fiance is an H1B. We plan to get married. So will there be any 90-day rule on F1 visa? And also my course is a short-term dental observation. Can I stay on change of status on H4? I would recommend, Sarah, that once you enter into United States, wait for three months before you get married and file the H-4. That would be in your best interest. And once you file the H-4, though, once you file the H-4, you can stay in this country. You can stay in this country. Even though your F-1 expires, you're terminated from the civil system, you can stay in this country. Please try to face only one question a person for one day, guys. I mean, don't Give chance to the other people. Uh, JK, yeah, I mean, hopefully so. They are, they are moving very fast. 
they are adjudicating the applications very fast hopefully so they will get everything done uh, hopefully so the things will move beyond 2015 can i get my h1b stamping in the same county i got l1b from uh, country of l1b from not home country i'm still working for the same company uh, that i got l1b and h1b depends on if if were you staying in that country at that point of time or did you uh, is that something that you got as a third country though so if they allow you to get an appointment you definitely can you definitely get get the stamping where you got the l1b ashutosh my priority date is eb2 is current for filing not final action date can i file ead and ap uh this is something people are getting confused guys no if there is something called dates of filing and date of final action okay um and unless the uscis allows you to file the 485 you cannot you cannot file the eid and ap one second Give me one second, guys. I'm making notes for the topic. Um, have you received EB2 I-485 refiled in April for those? Final action date is current. I will have to check that. I for sure know that the ones that we filed in March, we got approved but i don't know if we have received an approvals that we filed in march but let me check into that uh, no the last one that we got the refiled application was actually filed in in march 23rd 2022 we have to open the mail because of today mailbox is closed so most probably we'll get some approvals on monday <clears throat> Uh, if anybody has not asked any questions, guys, you can ask. If you have asked, please give the chance to the other people, though. Uh, uh, EB2 interviews, do's and don'ts. Uh, yes, we actually posted, Mr. Rao. Uh, I will give it to you uh, uh, how the 485 interview happens. It seems to be a very popular video. It has 26,000 views, guys. You can watch it. This is for you, Mr. Rao. I'm sending it to you. Uh, JK, uh, please, you already asked the question. Please don't ask again. Try to wait for next day. How do you know if country, uh, if country will allow me to get the appointment? Uh, you need to tell me which country it is, uh, Priyanka. Ashutos, one month they go with the filing dates, one month they go with the final action dates. We don't know. Every month we have to look into it whether they will accept the final action dates or filing dates. Can I refile the petition after using the advanced parole? One little step that you need to do is then you need to go outside the country and come back into this country though. That's a long question, Vishnu, for me. 
India EB2 2002 combo card approved a week ago. My forehead effect moved to NBC. Nice. Oh, NBC to Nebraska Service Center. That's bad. I'm sorry about that. Got biometrics in March. My wife's case is stuck in, in, in NSM. Yeah, there is nothing you can do if it's been transferred to, uh, to, to Nebraska Service Center. Uh, there's nothing you can do. Well, thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.